The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy and Art Van Furniture and Mattress. Hey everybody, Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thurier, my broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. We are at Bears training camp out of that Nazarene, getting ready for what's going to be a fun night at Soldier Field. Saturday night, family night, and a chance for the fans to get up close and personal with their 2019 Chicago Bears. Our guest today on Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, the outstanding inside linebacker in year two, Roquan Smith, kind enough to join us. After a fun practice, it was for me as a, an observer, it was a fun practice, Roquan, because there was some hitting involved, there was some tackling, there was a lot of live drills going on, some goal line, um, some rapid fire, get the kicking team out there and bang through a field goal. It just had a real good high tempo. How did you feel about today's practice? I felt great about today's practice. It was definitely good uh, from the standpoint of felt more like um, a game with like the live periods and um, having that. So getting a, go- getting a chance to go against the offense live meant a lot. And then I thought it uh, was like just another step in getting us game ready. Well, it's right up a lot of guys' alleys because you guys are a physical bunch. On, on defense, you guys are flying around. But guys on the offensive line, they, w- they want to be able to get in there too, put their f- uh, fingers in the dirt and come off the ball. So did you feel like that kind of set the tone for what you guys were thinking about it the night before? You knew you were going to do it, so it kind of set the tone for the day. Oh, that definitely sets the tone. And um, you love it as a defense uh, when you're able to go live but being smart at the same time and then just having a chance just to tee off on someone. So you love that. Tom, look at him smiling. Just to set the scene here, you have a <clears throat> T-shirt on that says, says Bears, linebackers, hit squad. Is that a team-issued shirt, or did one of the players have it made? That's the team. It's team-issued, so it's more so we got um, got together the inside linebackers um, with Coach DeLeon, and um, we came up with a slogan for ourselves, and um, we said we're, we're the hit squad, so, you know, we does hit everything. He, does each position have one, or is it just linebackers right now? Uh, it's just us, as I know right now. Okay, so um, there's been a lot made of music at training camp. you like the music, or... When you're trying to learn and get coached up and stuff, could the music be down a little bit? Well, how, how do you like it? Because, you know, last year having a short period of training camp, now you're here full-time. How do you like the music? I enjoy the music. I, um, I love, like, you know, when we mix it up so it's a little diverse, you know, so it's not just one thing here today. It's, like, different all every day. So I love that, and it, um, it gets more crowds, get all of the crowds into it. Are you hearing it, or is it just in the back of your mind? Uh, well, depending on the song, I can hear it depending on certain songs. I'm like, okay, this is getting me going right now, even though I'm already going. But uh, definitely some songs. Have, so if Kane Brown's on, you're dancing? Uh, yeah, I'll vibe. It's more kind of, it kind of mellows me out, just have me thinking more. So I'm more so laid back when it's when that's on and I'm just thinking about everything. I love Kane. You like Kane Brown? I do. I like yeah, him a lot. I love Kane Brown. I bet you didn't. You're, you're looking at me right now. You're I, I, don't, I don't even know you don't right Don't even now. know me right But, you know, t- to explain to Tom, explain to Big Tom who Kane Brown is, what he's all about. Yeah, Kane Brown. Um, so most he's he's country. He falls under the genre of country, but like he, he's a little different. Right. Um, not your uh, 
back in the day type of country, not your hillbilly, but he has definitely has some country to him, and um, he's great. I like him a well, lot. He's all right, great. So you you kind of grew up in the country. Was was country music a part of your young guy existence, or were you off off the beaten track and listening to something that? young guys like yourself would well i was all around i listened to country r&b rap i but country i did i started i got more into it in high school i had a couple buddies who were just like these huge country fans and then we used to just riding car rides and going on dirt roads and different things like that and it was just like that's all they were playing so i'm like oh man it's growing onto them and that, that's how i started who else you like in the country uh, realm i like um kane brown swindell um old dominion uh, i heard a little zach uh a little Eric Church out at practice today, so that was definitely great. Uh, Luke Combs, I like him a lot too, Swindale. So, yeah, all of those guys, um, I like it. But, but as we continue to just, I mean, they're playing hard rock. They're playing old stuff. They're playing new stuff. They're playing rap. They're playing a lot of different stuff out there. So it is fun to watch the guys because every uh, even some of the offense, Kyle Long likes dancing. He's <laughs> dancing out there. He's dancing, ready, ready to go into the cold tub. He's always <laughs> moving around. That's a guy you wouldn't think would be dancing. You wouldn't get this guy – to, I'd drop dead if he was dancing. Tom yeah, but, Bear but, is not dancing. But, would, you, would you have danced at practice? No, but the thing about it, what I like about it, is walking on the practice field, you're kind of tired, lethargic, and then all of a sudden you start hearing the music, it gets you jacked up a little bit. And it can take you from kind of, you know... Ready to ready to get excited and it can be motivating the music. I definitely agree. Yeah, uh, I feel like um, if you are down a little bit, just having that that music. I feel like in a sense, music is energy. So like, I kind of like it sometimes. You may be thinking a little slow, then like certain lyrics in this song, or like this song that maybe played, just makes you want to go even harder. You know, I have a question. So last year you missed training camp, and now you're full. You're full in. You've been a part of OTAs. You've been a part of mini camp and everything. So what you did last year while you were in your contract situation, until being ready for training camp this year, did you do enough last year? Did you not do enough, or are you more prepared this year because of? your OTAs and everything, just, you know, where you're at from, from a year ago. I definitely would say being here in camp is like huge for me. And then as a rookie, not really knowing what to expect coming in the NFL and then like having this training camp, I feel like along with last season, I felt like it kind of like molded me, like with the tackles, like I get my tackling down in training camp. I don't just have to worry about going out to a game. I get the thud here more as like last year I wasn't thud. And so right. it's like, I came out a little rusty. So I definitely think it's a lot of great things. And then just having a live contact and just like with the speed of the game you can never really plan for that I feel like and I feel like with this year is it's been great for me did you know that you guys were going to get at it today like did they let you know when you're getting ready in the locker room hey we're going to have some live periods so put a little extra hair in your air in your helmet you know, spat your shoes up, tape your hands. Were you ready for it? Oh, yeah, I was definitely ready for it. Coach had mentioned it before, so, like, I'm just, like, whenever today I'm ready, just call my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm ready to go. And you don't need an invitation, do you? I don't. Because one thing, you know, you, you are the nicest guy around. I mean, you, you have a big smile on your face all the time, but when you get out there, all of your athletic ability, your God-given size and speed and quickness, they, they all come together when you tackle. You are an explosive tackler. Have you always been that type of t a tackler who can uncoil on contact and finish right through somebody? I would say I did do that a lot in high school. And then it, when I first got to college, I was kind of like, I was more so just trying to like hit guys lower. And then I got um, at like the end of my sophomore year, I had a, a heart to heart with my um, college coach, Glenn Schumann. And he was just like, man, you're like, because I was a little light at playing the linebacker position. And so then I got up to like 225 and he's just like, man, for, that's why I learned like four. He was like, well, I didn't learn it then, but that's what he uh 
uh, he said it. he was like force equals mass time acceleration. So when it was like that, I'm like, man, I am 225. I, I can run pretty good. So like, why don't I just like uncoil into someone? And then I started trying out, trying that out chest, chest to chest with people. And then after that, I was just like, hey, man, that's all she wrote. You know, you bring up your sophomore year. <clears throat> Can we talk a little bit about September 21st? I went to Notre Dame. You went to Georgia. They play on that day. You know, you, now you're a year removed from college football. You have a lot of memories that you happened to you at Georgia that got you to the point where you're at. Do you still, you still pay attention? Are you still excited about it? Because, you know, Notre Dame going into Georgia, it's going to be a big game. Uh, it's definitely going to be a big game, but I'm definitely, uh, it's definitely close to me. Two of my best friends are still playing at Georgia. They're in their last year, so it's like I have to pay attention to those guys. And then they always ask me what did I think of the game and different things like that. And also just, you know, going to Georgia and then we already beat, we just beat Notre Dame when I was there, so I'm expecting them to do the same thing, you know? <laughs> who, who, uh, so you got young college friends that you're still tight with. They know you're at this level. Who social media is between you guys more, you to them or them to you? I would I would say it's more of them uh them them to me in a sense uh but or we're just more text we're just text uh between the phone and whatnot like that because like I don't really like a lot of times they'll say different things on social media but I'm just like ah you, you know better shy away from it right yeah. exactly <laughs> you don't want to get you don't want to touch that stove and get burned if you do you do it once and that's the end of it have you ever tweeted something or posted something on Instagram that you wish you wouldn't have at any point in your life. No, I, that's good. I, I didn't. Now I got wood. Yeah. Keep it that way, Roquan. Roquan Smith, our guest here on Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy. Our engineer coming down to Bourbon Aid today, Paul Zarang, and the great Greg Miller is here as well as the our producer, Greg the great Greg Miller, who knows his music better than all of us combined. Uh, with all due respect, Greg's, Greg's a drummer. He plays drums, you know, in a big way. So don't, the hidden talents behind the scene of the Bears. Don't mess with G Money. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer with you, and Roquan Smith, our special guest this week, live from training camp. It's It's a rare opportunity. Whenever we get guys to come in here, we do appreciate it because it's hard work out there. You got football on your mind. You want to get your rest. You got to get your, your food, your, your, your liquids and all that. Stay hydrated. Then you got more meetings today, and it, it all it wraps up with walkthroughs and all that. There's a lot going on for you at training camp. But it's also a time to just take a deep breath a little bit, and it's our, our most uh, genuine opportunity to really get to know players you know, at this setting. So we, we do appreciate you coming out. We had Mitch on to open things up from training camp last week. But now in your second year, you know, as a rookie, it, it is like what David Montgomery says. You have two ears, one mouth, listen twice as much as you speak as a rookie, right? I say that to my kids all the time and to some other people. They Tom, don't tell, listen. They don't listen, right, right. But now, now, is there a natural comfort zone to be, really be you, you know, as Matt says? Yeah, I definitely feel like that because, like, and going into your rookie year, you don't know really what to expect. And so with that year going through, you've kind of learned everything, know what to expect from guys, coaches, and different things like that. And now you're here, you're kind of like, oh, I've seen this before. I've seen that before. So things kind of, you know, get repetitive in a sense, but you can't get complacent at the same time. So it's always every day, like, you got to attack certain things, but it definitely is more of a, like, I feel more comfortable. At your social hour at night, two hours at night, what do you do at that time? Who do you gravitate towards and what kind of like, you know, before bedtime fun can you have? 
Oh, well, I tend, I don't tend to gravitate any, to anyone. I normally like do something in the tubs or do something like in the training room. And then I'll just normally go in there because I'm not really on my phone much throughout the day. So I'll probably just go back into the room, uh, make a few phone calls and whatnot. I don't really uh, hang out as much. Right. But you got some guys that uh, have big personalities, too, in that linebacking group. And a guy I think of, and he's now healthy. He had a bad uh, hand injury last year is Josh Woods. He's a fun guy to watch. He's a very uh, interesting candidate for this football team in, in whatever capacity that they envision for him, especially on special teams. And Joel E.A. Booneyway, another guy in your draft class, a guy that uh, is also, you know, God-given size and, and speed there. And then Danny Trevathan. I told Ty, he looks five years younger right now. <laughs> Seriously, I have not seen him play this way, running with uh, total reckless abandon, in charge, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've had an impact on him as well as he's had an impact on you. And you guys are really, the, the group of you guys, and Nick Kwiatkowski, there's some other guys as well, you guys are really playing at a high level, it seems, right now. Do you feel that way? I definitely feel that and way. And why? I'll feel, I feel that way. I'll start out with uh, Trevathan. I feel like it's great. You know, he's been great for me. And then I think, you know, just with the young energy, but, man, like he's playing his tail off and, like, I never seen a 29 year old move as fast as he's moving, like at the position linebacker, and like what he's doing right now is really good. And I think we're just like making the best out of each other, and we're doing all we can to get each other better. We see one, I see he sees some stuff. He'll always like say, "Hey, bro, I see that or this and that." And then with quick, I feel like quick, Quickowski is really playing well. This um this um training camp and whatnot and i'm just like i, I see a lot of great things from him and with ea booney way uh, i feel like he's been consistent in this training camp as well and with josh wood he's definitely an interesting guy you know coming from safety and having a year one year at the linebacker position but i definitely feel like he's getting more downhill and like his athleticism shows and flashes and then we have kp who's a veteran as we all know a great special team and also can step in and um play some uh backer and then we have Thurman. Thurman is coming around. He's doing uh doing some good things for us. So that's definitely um that's definitely good. Kevin Pierre Lewis and Jameer Thurman. Uh, Jameer is a first year player out of Indiana State for you Bears fans out there. You know when they talk about new offensive coaches, they talk about the breaking in time of learning the terminology and there's a you know the timing is different everything. Is that is there similarities to that when you get a new defensive coordinator, a new position coach? Does it take time to learn new things or is, are the coaches learning you guys rather than you learning a new a new uh style or terminology or what a defensive coordinator brings oh uh, well you know it's obviously different when you have a um new coordinator but at the end of the day we've been together since um when when that when um Coach Pagano them got hired, which was earlier this year so we've definitely had time and like I feel like we we're doing a lot of good things together and so you're kind of familiar with um, the terminology they use from the, you know, because me, I grew up in the offensive side of the ball, and it seems like it takes a lot longer to master the terminology. Is it defense? Is it less terminology to master? And because I see you guys using multiple fronts, there's a lot of difference to this defense. And it's not, you know, you, it's not a 43 defense. It's not a 34 defense. It's not a bear defense. It's a little bit of everything. Do you like multiple fronts? And was your experience in college, um, 
like kind of one or two dimensional and now does it seem like there's a lot more on your plate I felt like in college we did a, a lot of good, a lot of different things all over the place. You never could tell whether we were three down, four down. And I feel like here I'm enjoying it. And then, but defense is the in a in a sense defense is just simple. Simple. All it is is conceptual. So like everything is a concept. So like I feel like if it's like you know fire, let's say it's a fire zone defense. You got three under, three deep. So like different things like that. I feel like everything kind of goes into a concept. So it's not that hard when you when you think about it and just like you put things together and group things. Inside linebacker Roquan Smith, our guest on Bears All Access here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score, brought to you by IGS Energy. Jeff and Tom with you as well. As uh, this second season rolls in for you, uh, you accomplished a heck of a lot as a rookie. There are high expectations on you, and I'm sure you put them on yourself. As you go to bed every night and think about your day and you look, look to the future, what do you see for yourself? I just want to be the best version of myself. That's what I tell myself each and every day, not trying to um, live up to anyone else. Um, what anyone else have done, like in the past, is just more so about attacking my weaknesses each and every day and just being the best version of myself, however I can do that, whether that's uh, getting extra reps doing this or maybe just like having my pad level even lower. So like different things like that, but I definitely want to just be the best version. What do you think of Mark DeLeon, uh, the new inside linebackers coach? The first thing that pops in my mind is energy, high energy. I definitely would say that uh, high energy. I think he's a great asset to our room, and um, with him being in there, he's and what he what he tells me every day. You know, he just be the best version of yourself each and every day, and I just try to do that. And I'll, I always have that reminder from him as well. You know, you got to attack it like it's your last day, and then with Chuck in the background as well. So I definitely love that. Have you gone to sleep when saying I didn't have the best version of me today? I, well, I've definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely gone to bed and wish like, like, man, I've had like, I left like two or three plays out there. I wish I can get back. But, you know, you scribe for perfection, but that's never really possible. But like, I definitely want to be, be there. Have you ever had a play? Because I know I have. And I still have plays that haunt me from my career when I was playing. That you ever have a play that haunts you still in your head when you think about it on tape or the, just the, either the, just the mistake you made that you know that you'll never do it again. Oh yeah, there's pl- there's plenty <laughs> of things like that that's happened like since probably college, and then like a couple plays like that in the league, you just be like, man, I really did this, and you can't when you look back at it, you like, I can't believe I let myself do that. But like things happen, but you can't just you can't live in the past. You just have to keep going. Right. You got one that really haunts you. Uh, there's 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 a few. So trying to think of, I'll, I'll have to sit here and think of like which one hunts the most. I prefer to think of the opening game against the Packers when you came in and you, you sacked the court. I mean, you, you've talked about this before on this show. As we did it in Mexico, as a matter of fact, when you were kind enough to join us. But that that is some entry into the National Football League. You couldn't even have scripted that any better, could you? Yeah, man. Like as I thought think back to it and then like when it happened then I like go go like at the end of the drive I go over to the sideline like man my first play I had a sack like <laughs> how many people can say that they had like a let alone a tackle but a sack on their first play so that was definitely uh very sweet it's like a baseball player hitting a home run at their first at bat in the major leagues yeah, yeah that's uh something you'll never forget that's for sure the only thing that would have been better a win in that game but you guys will get a, another crack at him opening day Thursday night, September 5th at Soldier Field as the Bears get ready for the 2019 season opener. After, after the, the commercial, I want to go back and readjust, readdress the sack question on something I read this offseason. You early. got it. That's Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak with Roquan Smith here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago, or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Jeff Joniak top there. Roquan Smith, the Bears inside linebacker, uh, over 120 tackles in his rookie season last year. Bunch of sacks, had some picks, had a lot of fun with a 12-4 and football team. And Tom Thayer, out of the break, wants to know a little bit more about that opening sack against the Packers in 2018. No, I was reading an article this offseason, and they talked about predicted sacks of the Chicago Bears defense. It said Khalil Mack is predicted to get 17 sacks. But what made it surprise me is they said Roquan Smith is predicted to get 10 sacks. Is that, are, are you capable of that? Is this defense have the willingness to allow you to do that? Because to me, I don't know if it's an exaggerated number of 17 for Khalil or 10 for you, but shoots, you get 10 sacks. You know, you got your ticket to all pro, forget the pro bowl. <laughs> is, is this defense built for that, that possibility? I definitely think that's a, a, a fair, fair assessment. Um, Khalil, you know, Khalil speaks for himself. And then it all just depends on the uh, one-on-one match, matchups I get, you know, versus the back guard and different things like that and taking advantage of those matchups and um, coming through and, like, making the most of it. So, we're, you know, as you see a guy on the line of scrimmage, a one-on-one matchup, you know, a defensive outside linebacker against an offensive tackle or an interior one. So do you know when you have a one-on-one pass rush opportunity and you know when it's going to be against the back specifically? Because I really think you have the clear advantage on that where you get a running start at a back. A lot of them don't have repetitiously done that a, a thousand times in their career like offensive linemen do. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely say I know um, more more often than not just based on um, the offensive tendencies and whatnot and, like, if they're slide protection or if it's just, you know, they slide and then just the back, back steps up. and um, So different things. Like, it all, I think it varies with each and every offense. Your, that sack against Green Bay, did you know you were rushing or was it reaction according to the flow of the play? No, I knew I knew I was rushing on that play, and I guess it was a good play to um, get me started. First play, of, first play of my career to like just warm me up, so send me on a rush. So that was definitely <laughs> pretty sweet. Roquan Smith, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Uh, did you get stronger in the off season? Because you know when you guys are coming out, you don't get a lot of opportunity. You're traveling around interviewing for jobs. And you're getting ready for a combine. You know, it's not getting ready for pure football. It's getting ready for your 40 and, and so forth. So have you added some armor to the body a little bit? Yeah, I've definitely uh, added some armor to the body. And I've done a lot of soft tissue stuff as well. So it's just trying to uh, make my body feel. I, didn't, I felt great at the end of last season, but I'm trying to make this year feel even better. So it's just all about building on to um, what, what, I've done, what I've done in the past and just staying more healthy. Never, never really felt a rookie wall last never year. Never really hit That's a rookie good wall. News. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you heard about it, right? You, you must think, oh, when's it coming? But that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, I definitely heard about it. And, like, guys would be like, yeah, man, a rookie wall or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for it to come. And I, I, never, I never had a visit, though. Well, <laughs> with as many games as you win, the rookie wall kind of goes away. Now, if, if some of these rookies are facing a 3-13 and 13 season or something, that rookie wall can come early. With all the fun you guys were having with Club Dub at the end. How'd you do in Club Dub? Were you a big dancer in the club dub 
I wasn't a big dancing club dub, if I'm being honest, but I can um, get in there, throw my hand, do the pelvic <laughs> thrust, you know, so. Jump up in what, the air. So, what, so now this offseason, your first offseason without the extreme time commitments that you had last year, what fun did you have? What did, what did you reward yourself with? Uh, well, I had a trip down to um, Mexico, as my friend uh, knows about. He was down there as well. And then I had a trip over to the Bahamas with uh, two of my good guy friends from college. So uh, that was pretty much it. And then I was back in school, so I was trying to do that stuff up there how was that how was it I, I did the same thing I played my first year of professional football then I went back and finished school it was kind of you know it's kind of fun in that sense because you knew what you were going to do after was it fun for you it was definitely pretty chill because all I would do is just like and then I was still at the University of Georgia so it was more like I eat their food uh, so <laughs> I go in there get the food and then I just go to class and then work out and then after that just hang low and then just hang out with the guys but it was definitely chill just knowing I, I'm not like obligated to work out at right. this time or that time it was more so when I wanted to were you working out in their facilities I was very nice now are you a guy like uh, you know Red LeBron LeBron, you know, he, he'll work out at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes. He'll work out, you know, first thing in the morning, mid, whatever. Are, are you a schedule guy? Do you like working out in the morning? Or would you – you can't fall asleep. Yeah, I'm going to go and work out for a couple hours. Anything like that? Uh, no, I'm more so, you know, whenever my schedule – I'm like, I'll have my schedule, and it's just like, okay, I have time here to get my workout in. But I feel like sometimes if I don't, don't have anything for the rest of the day, like I would rather get it in the morning so I'm like I'm free for the rest of the day. What was your earliest class? My earliest class uh, this summer was nine 9.15. All right. Yeah. yeah, you know, some of those guys, they shy away from those 8 o'clocks and stuff and, you know, start getting rolling academically at 10 o'clock. But it's nice to get it out of the way. And, yeah, I'm sure Georgia, it's always nice and warm down there. So it wasn't like the polar vortex that we are living through up here. Yeah, it was definitely pretty sweet being down in Georgia. And then, like, it prepares you for the heat that you're going to face out here in Bourbon A. You know, I feel like I'm down there running in 95, 98-degree weather, and you rarely see that here in Chicago. Are you done with school? Uh, no, I'm, I'm going back. I'm like 14, 14 credit hours away. Oh, good for you. It's, you know, that's one thing I really respected about James Daniels is, you know, come, going back to Iowa and finishing. And I think it says a lot to the young kids and stuff. And it's important for them to see that the education, the academic side of it is important to them. And then to unveil his Chicago Bear jerseys as he's walking in uh, graduation at Iowa. I, I really admire him for, for that. And I admire you for going back to Georgia and putting in that effort. Absolutely. I have a huge amount of respect for James for doing that and then doing some of it throughout the season and like uh, in throughout the spring. So that was definitely uh, sweet and I'm definitely happy for him. And what, what will your major wind up being? Uh, so I, I was econ, but I just switched this summer. I just switched this summer just to try to uh, finish up quickly. To what? Uh, come. Okay. Very mm -hmm. good. Now, I don't, I'm not rushing you off, okay? You're year two of hopefully a 15-year career, but do you have – bigger future plans at all, you know, regarding what you're studying and what your education is. And why did you start an account? What about it intrigued you and now into the communication stuff? So initially I started out with econ. So I had a really good buddy. His name was Reggie Carter. So he uh, played linebacker before me. He was like two or three years older than I am. And so I kind of looked up to him when I first got to college. And then I was like, yo, so Reggie, what are you majoring in and whatnot? And he was just like econ, you know, um, you know, it's great in the business school, stuff like that. So then next thing I, know, I said, okay, well, I took like uh, my first summer, I took like a micro, uh, I think I took like micro econ. And then I'm like, okay, I did pretty solid in that. And then like the following, like in the springtime, I said, okay, well, I'll take a macro. So step up. And then it was like, okay, this not as bad as not as bad as I would have thought. So then I got into it. And but the whole reason I got into it, because I just knew like, 
Terry, but like even though I've backed out now, but Terry Business School, I was like if I would have majored in um, econ and whatnot and business, getting a degree from this business school and then playing football here at Georgia is going to like line me up with so many connections. So I was more so on that side of things. And then like once this stuff like all unveiled for me, like going first round and whatnot, I'm like, you know, it's it'll be great to have that. I got that background. So like I, I kind of know a lot about um the business side of things but even though i'm not like obtaining a degree in that and then i just said okay i'll switch to come like and i feel like that's so broad as well and then it'll kind of give me a lot of different avenues does it help you because you're going to be a guy that's going to get interviewed a lot because you, you are a starter and a, you're a player very much on the rise you could have made the pro bowl last year you're, you're headed to that type of career does it help you to take classes like in that particular curriculum to sit before Jeff and Tom and do interviews or get on TV and do interviews and, and kind of get you used to that more. I definitely feel like that. And then a lot of times you feel like you kind of know what like people are hinting that they may not say it like exactly, but then like from like the different things in the class you've learned, you feel like, okay, this, this is where we're trying to go right here. This is where we're trying to go here. So like it definitely, definitely helps. And you know, and it, it gives you the opportunity to increase your brand. Cause when you can sit there and speak in front of some difficult scenarios, if you are losing a game, winning a game, whatever the scenario is, the better that you can present yourself in the business sense that you started your college career with, you're kind of, you know, earning money and presenting yourself as a, as a quality speaker and someone who can answer the difficult questions and promote the brand of the NFL and uh, promote the brand of Roquan Smith. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And it's about just keeping your composure and just, you know, doing whatever you can, like being honest, obviously, and just... Um, doing what you can and just answering the questions to the best of your ability. You're doing a good job of it. Roquan <laughs> Smith, our guest here on Bears All Access. Time for a break on Chicago's Sports Radio 670 The Score. Get up close to the 2019 Chicago Bears and enjoy Illinois Bears training camp now through August 10th in Bourbon A, Illinois, right here where we are right now. Get free tickets at ChicagoBears.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, inside linebacker Roquan Smith, off to a great start for 2019 and the fans have really turned out last weekend, as we all know, better than 17,000 fans showed up on the two days. Uh, it's tough sometimes at early practice, 815, for the trek down from various parts around, uh, around the state. But have you guys really felt the love? Uh, we've definitely felt the love. I was like, man, like the first day when they said 22,000 fans coming out, I'm like, some of the guys even like in college didn't wasn't like, you know, blessed play. enough to play in front of 22,000. But that was definitely sweet. Just show you how much the fans love their Bears. Didn't you get an indication, though, at away stadiums last year when you'd start seeing more Bears jersey filter into an opponent's stadium than you would the home team? And then when you guys are winning games on the road, you'd hear that chant, let's go Bears, let's go Bears. You kind of got an understanding of how important you guys are to the fan base, but really how much the fan base is willing to support you guys. Yeah, that definitely means a lot. Um, first, I seen it in um, Arizona last year. We were in the Dome, and next thing I know, I'm, I look behind, and it's like – a crap ton of Bears fans. I'm like, Bears <laughs> fan in Arizona? Like, how, how many are there? <laughs> they travel well. You know, they find any warm weather city as a destination, as a vacation to come and support the Bears because, you know, we sit up in the broadcast booth and it's unbelievable how the voice of support is, you know, filling up the stadium because, yeah, we lived through some lean years, but when you, you know, you turn it around, man. They're there in droves to support you guys and obviously the indicator out here. And you can hear it every time the kickers are out there competing for their job. Every time they hit a kick, you hear the roar of the crowd, which, you know, it's, it's inspiring no matter what position you play. 
I definitely would agree with that. Uh, you have great support uh, throughout each and every position. They're definitely out there rooting on the kickers. So, you know, that's definitely pretty sweet. But then just having those guys just, you know, cheer you on all throughout practice and you just feel that energy coming through, coming to practice initially and just having all the fans there shouting your name and stuff, that means a lot and just show you the support that you have here in Chicago. Isn't it crazy when you think about it? You So you're growing up, oh, shoot, just say, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, you're just a kid down in Georgia trying to be a football player, but you haven't even been to high school yet. You got college, and now you're an NFL player at, what are you now, 22? 22. 22 years old, 22 years old, coming out of that gate, and they're chanting your name. That's some heady stuff that you got, like, you got to compartmentalize all that. Like you say, you know, just be the best version of you, but how do you not let it get to you, you know, in a good, I mean, get to your head. Yeah, that that definitely um, says a lot, but uh, yeah, as a kid, man, even in high school, uh, college to be perfectly honest dream to having moments like this where you like you see different things like hard knocks and then just guys out at training camp practicing their fans are all there and like to be in a position now still still seems surreal and I just remind myself on a daily like it's a blessing to be here and I just gotta do whatever I can to keep myself here as long as you know I can you know you uh, with the ex- we got Mitch obviously is is the guy in my opinion his draft class kind of began to set the tone for the culture <clears throat> And not that they were boisterous about it, but it's just the way they are approaching it. They wanted to be uh, the vehicle to make a change, Eddie Jackson included. And then you got yourself, 22. You just turned 22. You got James Daniels. He'll be 22 on September 13th at center, one of the most important positions in football, inside linebacker in this defense, you know, extremely important position. Um, that's a lot of weight to put on the shoulders of 21- and 22-year-old guys, you would think, in a league that – you know, some of their best stars are the 10-year veterans and, and, the, and the big-name quarterbacks. How do, you, uh, how do you look at that, you know, as a young man, if I put it in that kind of context? Uh, I would say, first and foremost, I have to give it to the guys upstairs just going out. Because, like, our, the talent of the guys that we've drafted the last couple of years speaks for itself. But I think it starts with, you know, good dudes, good human beings. And um, I feel like once you start there and, like, guys have – like, their morals are good. And then it's like those guys can handle those type things. And, like, you can handle the pressure. And you kind of know what to expect in a sense. And you're always going to give your best regardless of the circumstances. And you're just going to control the controllable. So I feel like that's – uh, that's definitely um, a main thing to it. Jeff and I were walking through the fans yesterday, and I saw a 55, 60-year-old guy with a Roquan Smith throwback jersey on. And I said, hey, that's a, that's a nice jersey. First of all, have you bought any of your own jerseys yet? And <laughs> is it weird when you see them out there for sale? Like he says, as a 22-year-old kid, now they're selling Roquan Smith jerseys. Uh, that's definitely pretty crazy, um, but – I have not bought any outside. I've taken, gotten a few out from, like, my game jerseys and whatnot, but uh, I haven't, like, bought any from the outside. But just seeing that, man, it just goes to show. I, I think about it like, man, I'm, like, tremendously blessed, you know, for people to be wearing my jersey, spending their hard-earned money just to represent me in a sense. And, like, man, it kind of, like, you know, it's, it, it, it makes you feel great. And it's like, man, I thank these guys a lot. What do you think about those throwback uniforms you guys are going to wear during the regular season? I think from 1936, and I know Kyle Fuller unveiled them at the 100-year celebration. Uh, are they going to make you look fast? Are they going to make you look big? What do you think about those uniforms? I like them a lot. I love the throwback when we, they first was unveiled, and it's like, man, like we were wearing these, so it's like it's pretty sick. I'm excited to um, put them on and then do some good work in them. At the George, helmet. How about at, the helmet? 
Oh, the helmet is pretty sick. It, it, it reminds me of like of another college, like a college team helmet. <laughs> yeah, Michigan, Michigan. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely pretty sweet. Did you wear different uniforms at Georgia, or were you guys pretty consistent about your home and away uniforms? Yeah, we were pretty consistent about our home and away uniform. Very similar to here in Chicago. But the thing was, we did do like the black, all black once um, in my career there. So that was definitely pretty. Do you sweet. remember the game, and did you win? Uh, we did win the game, and it was versus uh, UL Lafayette. Right. But, you know, sometimes because the Bears have worn uniforms like that in the past and they sometimes they didn't have success. And then we're all superstitious. And then you start thinking, oh, man, I don't know if we want to wear that uniform again. But it's kind of cool because it's such a big part of sports nowadays, whether it's baseball, football, hockey, whichever. There's always a different variations of uniforms you got. So it'll be cool to unveil those and, and come out and play well and have the support because I think you'll see a lot of those jerseys in the stands on the games you play for those. Yeah, I definitely do. I feel like the fans love those jerseys, and then as players, we love them ourselves, so it's definitely great. I want to go back to Danny Trevathan. Explain to the con- uh, the average fan what your relationship must be, what has blossomed in your relationship at inside linebacker. You both know the defense well enough to call it. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Danny, he's a great guy to um, look up to, came into the league. Uh, he accepted, accepted me for who I am and just like, you know, trying to doing a lot of things just to get me better, telling me little things, you know, little tricks, how to get this done, how to get that done. And then just a guy you can depend on out there. Like if I mess up on something, like he'd be like, okay, it may be coming this way. Or if I see something like telling him. So I feel like we have that connection um, amongst each other. Just like we kind of know what each other's going to do, play in and play out. And it's only been like one year that we've played together, but it's just been like, connection that we've like kind of gravitated Khalil Mack um, he, he blew I was on the sidelines in the middle of the fields today and he I honestly felt like Superman running by I felt this breeze and he was racing Deshae Townsend the secondary coach because he has to be first on that ball when they start team every time he's racing with Leonard he's doing a lot of stuff if you could just put into context what we're seeing here because we're it's a treat to watch him Oh, yeah, man, the guy's pretty special. Uh, as I've said before, like dating back to last year when I first got when I first got here, he first got signed. And then like seeing the guy in practice, I'm like, OK, it's practice right now. You know, you do go hard in practice, but I'm <laughs> seeing this guy like fly. I'm like, man, this guy's doing this in practice. I wonder what he's going to do in the game. And it's like stuff I've never seen before. And I'm just like, man, I see why he got like over 100 million. The guy's special. Well, the, the way it was described to me, it's like there's an imaginary rope that he's pulling everybody with him. He doesn't necessarily have to verbalize anything. It's just what he does. And do you feel that, that he is basically taking that rope and, hey, everybody follow? I definitely feel that way. Um, what his action, it speaks for itself, the way he goes about his work day in and day out. And as a young guy, me, like, seeing a guy have done the things he's done throughout the league, it, it, like, I have no choice but to gravitate towards that because it's like, man, this guy, he's the example of, like, what you want, want in your career and how you want to go about your stuff day to day. Roquan Smith, our guest. One more segment to go here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Final segment with Bears inside linebacker Roquan Smith of a great rookie season and looking forward to his 2019 performance with Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak, Paul Zeranger, engineer. And Greg Miller, our producer here at training camp, as the Bears get ready for family night. And next Thursday, you open up against Carolina Panthers. Don't know what the playing time is going to be for you guys, but, you know, to to watch even the the younger guys, if that may be the case, uh, execute this defense for the first time under Chuck Pagano. 
you'll be sitting on the sidelines possibly taking a lot of mental notes, I'd imagine, too, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, whatever coach decides, uh, I feel like I'll, I'll be ready for whatever. And um, if I am on the sideline or I am on the field getting good reps or on the sideline, I'll definitely take a mental reps because you can always learn from any player. So I've, I've always taken that with me, and I feel like it'll be great. You know, the Hall of Fame game was this week, and I was always the type of player. If football was on, I watched it. And, uh, you know, you got very limited amount of window and at nighttime. But it kind of adds the seriousness to, hey, this is the beginning of the season. The commentators are critiquing the players on the field. The way they demonstrate what they're doing well or not doing well is kind of making a deciding factor whether they make the team. Do you watch any of the game? And are you the, kind of the guy that, like me, I said, that, that always added a little bit of seriousness when the games actually started playing on TV? I would definitely say so. I feel like myself, I'm a football junkie, so definitely didn't send the game on. I did watch a little bit before I went to bed last night and just seeing this, like, man, time flies. I just remember (laughs) last year when this game was kicking off, and, like, now it's kicking off again going into year two. It lets you know that the wheels are definitely getting rolling. Weird seeing Vic Fangio on another sideline? It definitely was, but he looks the same. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're recovering from a kidney stone? Yeah, I mean, he had a kidney stone. You know about that? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah, so he was was, – maybe iffy about making his uh, debut he's you know he's got a kidney stone he's trying to to pass i guess so that's not that's not that's not good duty that's tough duty well right you know there, you, then so. you think of what choke pagano has been able to overcome and i think a lot of his appreciation for being out there coaching on the field shows in his enthusiasm and the way he coaches because you know i see him trying to get his message out there when the music's trying to play and everybody gets the right message Chuck puts a lot of energy into being a coach, and I think you, you almost have to to get the energy out of the players. Absolutely. I have so much respect for the guy going through what he's going through and just having the outlook that he have on, has on life each and every day, man. It, it speaks volume. And then, like, just knowing a guy who was once in, like, who was once in that position, like, man, you know, like, could feel sorry for, for himself in a sense, but he did not. So, like, it's great just having a guy like that experienced a lot and somebody that you can lean on who've been through a lot of uh, difficult and times. Having the experiences with some of the defensive players that he played with, and when I saw Ed Reed getting inter- or interviewed last night in the game, and you think of the Ray Lewis's or the personnel that he was around throughout his career – you know, he kind of brings a little bit of clout with him that, you know, this isn't a first-time guy that's giving me a message. This is a guy that has a great deal of experience that's just trying to make me a better football player. Absolutely. Got a lot of respect. Guy, guy has a laundry list of great players that he's coached and uh, have a lot of respect, and I feel like there's a lot I can still can learn from him, and uh, I'll see what, I can, what more I can learn from him on a daily. A lot of fans are, are very intrigued by what could unfold this season for Leonard Floyd. He's a Georgia, a Georgia Bulldog like yourself. You know him very well. What, what's in his head right now about what this season means to him? I think it means a lot. Uh, he's healthy. Um, he's looking to um, come in and have a great year. I feel like he's had a great uh, off season, so that's big. And um, I feel like it's definitely be a really good season for him. And I think it's uh, the start of something special for him. Yeah, I mean, everybody's rooting for him. He's got all the tools in the shed to, to really have – uh, a terrific year. He's, he's expanding his game. He can be moved all over the, the formation. So I just ran through a bunch of names. We haven't even got to the secondary. The point is what Chuck Pagano has commissioned you guys to be, don't, don't give up on the idea that this could be one of the best defenses ever. He's pushing that theme to you guys. I know he is. I've heard he is. And, and you look at the types of talent you have. Are you guys believing in this? I definitely will have to agree with that in all seriousness because we have the 
pieces all over the field. It's like no weak link anywhere. And I feel like if every guy play up to their capability, I feel like we can write our own story. And that, but comes with that, you have to like get better each and every day, not take any day lightly, and um, you have to take advantage of every opportunity. You can't um, you can't let anything go by, and you just gotta make the most of the moment. You know, Jeff brings up a lot of different people at defensive back. When Akeem Hicks gets angry. He kind of seems like he's the stir, he's the straw that stirs the drink. He brings a lot of energy into that huddle for a guy up front. Is it nice having that big, strong body up there with the rest of those defensive linemen? But Akeem is a powerful man. Uh, he's definitely a powerful man. I love having him in front of me. Uh, he demands a double team, and uh, I got a lot of respect for him. He brings energy each and every day. So uh, having a guy like that uh, that does the things on the field and then in the locker room, is, it speaks volume. And Bilal Nichols is right behind him learning. So it's going to be something. Roquan, thank you so much for this time. It was wonderful. You did a great job. Good luck uh, in 2019. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Roquan Smith, our guest here on Bears All Access. That's going to wrap us up with Tom Thayer and Paul Zaranger, engineer, and Greg Miller, our producer, and the folks at the studios at WSCR Radio, Sports Radio 670, The Score. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.